Cinco. En vivo. <laughs> en vivo. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Um, if you guys caught it, uh, once again, uh, our intro song by the Boom Shakalakas, a local Cleveland band, friend of our buddy Paul here. Um, to follow them on social media, uh, follow them on Instagram at the Boom Shakalakas, one word, and on Twitter at TBS underscore Cleveland. And uh, they actually have a show coming up at the Happy Dog uh, in Gordon Square area on Sunday night, April 29th. That's next Sunday, uh, starting at 8 o'clock. So you guys got nothing going on on a Sunday night. Uh, Feel free to check them out. So speaking of social media, um, we uh, hope you guys have checked us out. But if you haven't so far, uh, we'd love to uh, interact with you guys on Instagram at livingoffthelandpod. And on Twitter at L O T L Podcast two one six, and I've had some people say, "Well, why can't you make it the same thing?" <laughs> like, well, <laughs> the domain names were taken, so it was kind of difficult. But uh, hopefully, it's not too hard. So, um, speaking of domain, we have a website up soon. Oh yeah! yeah. Hey, thanks. Hey, uh, yeah. that's Jordan, by the way. Um, so yeah, we have a website. Well, I mean, it's technically <clears throat> well, not we, really a website. We just yet. bought. We just got the domain, so yeah. um, we'll reveal that later. Uh, but it's coming up soon. Uh, we're working with one of our friends to get it, it up and running. It so. links to our Facebook page right now. For now, it does. Yeah. Yeah, we're also on Facebook now. So Ooh, uh, hit is, us up there. What? What is the tag for that? Because you know how Facebook uh, has tags. L-O-T-L podcast. There you go. You can mm-hmm. just start, put that in uh, yeah. uh, Facebook now that they have those tags. It makes yeah. it a lot easier to find. So it's just L-O- L-O-T-L podcast. Just like yeah. Twitter, just without the 216. Yep. Um, so yeah, we are back here. The same crew. We got myself, Dan, Jordan, Paul, Jimmy. Yeah, I said you too. And uh, we actually have a guest today, our friend Hannah. Little, yeah, first guest. A little female flavor on the show today. Hannah, what's up? Much needed female flavor. Oh, okay, fine. But uh, yeah, so we're going to have Hannah join us today. Um, we're going to talk about some stuff that she's got going on um, with work. And she's also a huge sports fan, so she's going to get into our sports topics tonight. And also... Uh, some cultural bars, restaurant type places that she likes uh, to um, hit up. But uh, you can follow her. She actually did it right, and her social media handles are exactly the same. Uh, it's just H U Vegas, and spell your last name. 
It's U-V-E-G-E-S. So H-U-V-E-G-E-S on Instagram and Twitter. Correct. What's up, guys? You know, another week. <laughs> Why did everybody go quiet? Jordan, that's very compelling. I didn't realize I was... You looked like you really had something uh, you wanted to say. And you know, I did, and then I got nervous. So. <laughs> I don't know why. It's all right. It'll, it'll wear off as the night goes it's on. It's the fifth episode. You think this would just be natural? I just think... Never mind. Damn. I was going to say something, but I decided not to. Oh. Dan, Dan, Dan's being nice <laughs> I'm tonight. just maybe you're just tired. I don't know. Well, I'm you know, we tired. we're just we're just being polite in front of our, you know, new co-host and we just want Yeah, to, you we know, have a lady present. Wow. So we got to be our best behavior. Is this because a quad I've never host? Met any of you before. Is it called a well, quad host when there's four hosts? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, you are more famous than all of us. Without well, mean we're <laughs> tri hosts. You have been followed people. by a few professional athletes. No, I'm killing it on social media lately. Oh, oh, another thing about social media. We had a pretty we had one of our first like fan interactions. So Whoops. Melissa Cart, who we work with, mm-hmm. um, she asked shout us a out. question. Yes, shout <laughs> out. Melissa, follow her. Well, yeah, you can follow her if she wants. She'll she won't accept you if she doesn't want to follow you. <laughs> Uh, it's cart, C-A-R-T-E underscore M-E-E-E. Anyways, um, she asked, good eats in Tremont for a picky plain eater. So I came up with Tremont Tap House, which is uh, pretty all-American. Uh, the food is pretty all-American, and it's, got, it's like they specialize in craft beer. Uh, and Prosperity Social Club. If you haven't ever been there, it's a 1970s-themed bar. Uh, everything's old school, including the TVs. Uh, old school decorations, great, great food, great drinks. And then I believe Dan or Paul recommended... Well, yeah, so here's the thing. Uh, I, I don't know if she was asking for that night uh, for some suggestions. Like, maybe she was in Tremont. Right. It took us, like, two days to get back to it. Yeah, because we suck, because <laughs> we blow. But but we actually... No, I have an update on that. So, uh, and then I think it was Paul or Dan. Someone recommended Crust is great pizza. Edison's as well. Grumpy's Cafe is awesome. It is. And uh, Tremont also has a, uh, a barrio location. So, yes, yes if anyone hasn't sure. been there. Um, awesome patio. By awesome the way, time. Melissa responded about 20 minutes ago, trying the tap house tonight. So, there we go. Right. We're making a difference. <laughs> Hopefully you steered her in the right direction. Yeah. You know, because, you know, if, if, if it's a negative response, it's all on you. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, it is, because I recommended that one. Well, actually, quite frankly, it's all on us. Because but but the, tap house, the Tap House is awesome. No, it is great. That's house. definitely yeah. a place we're going to talk about in the future, more in depth. So, All right. Uh, so, Hannah, uh, we got stuff to talk about. We do. Um, I, was, I was about to say, if you guys don't know, but uh, this is the first time we've had Hannah on here, so nobody knows. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I t- wait, I thought we had her on before. <laughs> wow! Wait, no? this is her first time. I must have been. All tripping. right, so um, Hannah's actually got a pretty cool thing going on with her work. Um, they're actually doing some—I uh, don't know how you say it—philanthropic uh, work in the city. Um, they are partnering, partnering, right? Mm-hmm. Partnering with Laura's Home, which is a. Uh, Women and Children's Shelter. Yeah, under the city mission. Uh, yeah, and uh, they're actually helping refurbish uh, a house in Cleveland um, for a family, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, Hannah, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm super excited. So the city mission is a 
shelter in Cleveland, and they have a couple different pieces, parts to the mission, but one of those being Laura's Home, which is the Women's and Children's Shelter. So they have a program, it's called the New Horizons Program, and it's a partnership between the City Mission and the Cuyahoga County Land Bank, where the Land Bank has these houses that are sitting vacant, and they sell them to the City Mission for usually about a dollar, and they get sponsors for the home to fund the renovation of the homes, and then a woman and her children who graduate the long-term program at Laura's Home move into the home and eventually becomes titled in her name and a permanent residence for the family. So AXA Advisors, which is the company I work for, it's a financial advising company, is actually the first corporate sponsor to do this. So we are the sole sponsor of a house and we're raising funds currently for the home and then starting in the summer, the renovations will begin and then the end of the fall, the goal is the family will move in and be there in time for Christmas. Awesome. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Is yeah. that is this similar to like what Renew did? A few it's years the same ago? program. Yeah, Renew okay. did that. So our church partnered with a couple other local churches, and mm-hmm. this will be the first company to do so. And we're the wow. only sponsor of the house. Wow. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty pretty cool to see like an actual like company corporation in the city do something because like you, you see like churches do that like all the time. Like right. it's one of their like missions is to help people in need but mm. like for an at like a pretty big company corporation to do that is pretty cool to see it's yeah. awesome um so uh when it like when is this happening like when is everything like has it started like it has yeah we're in fundraising mode right now so we're our goal is about forty thousand dollars which is a pretty high goal but it's to be safe with the renovations of a home you never know things always pop up um, they are looking at houses next week to select for the family. A family's already been selected, and AXA's raised roughly about half that. So we're about halfway oh, to okay. our goal. Oh, wow. And we're, our goal is to be done by the end of May, and okay. then the renovations start in June. So we'll have some work days throughout the summer that people from AXA can come participate in, similar to like a Habitat for Humanity work day. The city mission hires their own contractors, so we're not going to be like actually building the house because you don't need a bunch of financial advisors building a home. Um, but it'll bunch be of number great. crunchers. Yeah, no. Um, but we're excited about it, and I'm excited for the fundraising portion to be over so we can get started on the fun part and actually get to meet the family and get all that rolling. Does like the family that's been chosen, do they know yet? They do. They do? Mm-hmm. Okay. I bet that had to be. They, so... Surreal. My mom obviously knows more about this, but the yeah. selection process, you know, obviously they have to be employed. They have to have been at Laura's home and shown progress for a certain amount of time. They have to be able to sustain, you know, the cost of having a home put in their name. So, yeah, we're the families, I'm sure, elated. This will be the fourth house. They've done three so far. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you said... Uh, you said it was forty thousand dollars need to be raised, mm-hmm. and you guys are little. Yeah, we're roughly halfway roughly there. Halfway there. That's awesome. Um, so there's a like how 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 can people donate? Is there a website people can go to? There is. So there is a website set up that has online giving. It's www.thecitymission.org slash AXA hyphen giving and AXA is AXA 
and you can give right online there. Um, if you have any questions, you can message me on the social media platforms that Dan announced earlier. And then we've been posting stuff on social media at Axe Ohio's webpage, and I've been also posting that. So there's links, there's videos about um, a former resident of Laura's home that has now moved into a home and is doing fantastic. So there's all sorts of information out there. Uh, what is, does AXA Ohio have their own Twitter account or social media? Or? They have their own Facebook. Facebook. They don't do Twitter or not no. the local affiliate. There's the website and then the Facebook. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. And we'll post a link on um yeah for on, sure on, on yeah. our social media mm -hmm. so you can, you That'd can be get great. that easier. Yeah. Like this is super cool. Like it, it's always awesome to talk about like people doing good in the city for I mean just in general people doing good but obviously for those who are less fortunate and are going through like tough times trying to get back on their feet like it's so cool to be able to do that um so yeah please uh guys we encourage you to please donate help um go to the website uh that hannah said um i'm sure all of us will yeah will donate oh definitely something some point you Absolutely. know whatever um whatever we can thank you guys but, uh, yeah. but yeah definitely check that out um and uh it's gonna be really cool to see when it's all done. I think this is uh, this is really interesting to me because I'm super hyped about like the Cleveland Renaissance or whatever in the last few years. A lot of it kind of entails more entertainment. Oh, we have better bar districts or whatever. We have better restaurants. Sports <laughs> stadiums have been you know upgraded or whatever, which that's all fun and that's great. But you know, Cleveland actually has really awful housing in a lot mm -hmm. of spots. There's a lot of way outdated house and there's a lot of neighborhoods that are just falling apart. Um, as many people know, East Cleveland is one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in the whole nation. So this is kind of targeting, in my opinion, it seems to be targeting a core problem that uh, Cleveland uh, is facing, which is just a lack of you know housing for a lot of people. And so it's cool to see this. Um, and I just kind of am curious, did you know that like AXA did this kind of stuff before you worked there? Or maybe you want to give a little bit about your background, how you got in with AXA? Sure. So give a little shout out to my mom. She is actually the COO of the City Mission. And she started there as a volunteer. So our family has been volunteering there for well over 10 years that we've known about and been involved in the City Mission. And she worked her way up to where she is now, starting as helping in the kitchen, to security guard, to head of the security team, oh, and wow. now she's the COO. Okay. So it's obviously near and dear to my heart. Um, AXA's always been, in my opinion, since I started there, I've been there about five and a half years, okay. really great about doing stuff in the community. We're involved in a lot of different projects. And how we got connected with Laura's home was we decided to do a Christmas lunch there and serve lunch for Christmas, what is that, five months ago now? Okay. And while we were there, you know, we had the tour of Laura's home and we were talking about the homelessness need in Cleveland and the employees just got really excited and they wanted to do more. So my mom jokingly was like, well, buy a house. And my boss was like, okay. And it just <laughs> kind of went go. from there. So That's awesome. we're really excited. I never thought that this was actually going to be something that took place as a result, but I couldn't be more excited. And obviously it's fun for me because mm -hmm. my worlds are colliding a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, exactly what you were saying, the homelessness problem in Cleveland is oh, yeah. significant. Yeah. There was a post that the Laura's Home put out the other day. They turned away 73 people in one day yeah. that called. They've mm -hmm. been at capacity for 
a ridiculous amount of time. So it's definitely a need, and anything we can do to help meet that need, but even if it's just one house, I mean, it makes a difference. Yeah. It breaks Absolutely. the cycle. Yeah. And what I think is really special about it, too, is I, I think oftentimes when it comes to you know issues like this with homelessness and um, low-income families, that we often feel like we're kind of limited in what we can do in our capacity. Um, you know, I, I would like to believe that when your you know boss heard, hey, you know, why not buy a house? It's like, oh, that's actually an option. Like, mm-hmm. I, th- I think for a lot of people, you know, we don't know that that's an option. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was an option until I heard about Renew doing it. Uh, what was that, last year? No, it was a few years ago. A few years ago. But it's like, okay, so, you know, apart from, you know, maybe working at a kitchen or working at a shelter, it's like, oh, you can actually provide a family with a home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and that's amazing. I mean, granted, you know, it's, you know, one small step at a time. Obviously, it's a long way to go. But I think it's really cool uh, just knowing that there are, outreaches and there are missions like this where it's like no we can seriously like radically change a family's life someone mentioned this recently a lot of americans seem to kind of not know what to do as far as charities or, yeah. or doing ministry like this goes but someone the, the same person I, I apologize i don't remember who it was but they mentioned most americans have the financial capabilities to make a difference mm-hmm. even if it's just you chip in a little bit here you have 100, 200, or however many hundreds of people chipping in, and you, you reach the goal. So I think that's really cool, especially Cleveland. Like, you know, we're not some ritzy city, but there's some decent money in Cleveland. And even for regular people like us, like, we, I know we can all give a little bit. And when we all do it, it, it you know, put together, it, it, may, it you can reach the goal. So I think that's really cool. Thank so, you. The yeah. hope is that more companies, once they get word of this, you know, we had a press release, we'll join in and yeah. follow our example. So. Fingers crossed that yeah. that Hopefully this kind of kicks off like more corporations in Cleveland. Yeah, I mm-hmm. hope so. Yeah, so um, you can also, if you go to that website, you can actually see a video that they put up of the, uh, um, the young woman and the family and all that that's going to be impacted by this uh, work. Her name is, how do you pronounce that? So that's actually the the family that moved in at the house that Renew did. Oh, so it's a video story I knew that house looked familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so it's a video of kind of what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So, what they've done before. Well, that that was that was Renew. So oh, it's, right, it's okay. the same project. Same it just yeah, kind yeah. of gives you an idea of kind of why they're doing this, how this can impact them. So you can go on, you can see the video, see kind of what you're donating to. And once again, that's www.thecitymission.org backslash AXA dash giving backslash. Um, so check that out. Donate if you can. Anything is appreciated. Um, they're halfway there, so I still got uh, a little bit to go, and uh, you know, hopefully they can uh, uh, get the money that they need to raise and uh, give this family um, a better life. So, so yeah. So that's uh, awesome. Yeah, that's really great. Well, cool, Hannah. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Yeah, oh, thank you. Anything but else? That. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, do you got anything else on that, or do we kind of cover everything? No. If you guys have questions, just message me or okay. you know, post on social media. I'll respond. Yeah. Awesome. So that was that's awesome. That's not the only reason why we had <laughs> Hannah on today. Um, uh, like we said, Hannah's a huge sports fan, all that stuff. Last week we talked about me and Jimmy talked about the Justin Timberlake concert, and Hannah was actually there uh, with uh, me, our friend Kelly, and uh, my roommate Abe. So me and Jimmy kind of beat that to death last week, but <laughs> what did you think of the concert? Oh, I mean, it's Justin Timberlake, right? He's an entertainer. The concert was amazing. Wait, so Jimmy said that 
JT is the Michael Jackson of our oh. lifetime. Oh, wow. Strong word. That is, that's a bold okay. statement. I didn't say lifetime. I said of our generation. Of our generation. Generation. Today. Okay. Is he being investigated I mean, for weird stuff? Or? I, I would not yet. Not. I would hope not. <laughs> you really had to go there? Seriously? Uh, oh I mean, goodness. he's certainly got the staying power, right? I mean, Justin Timberlake's been around since I was middle school, yeah. elementary school with NSYNC. Yeah, NSYNC. I'm not gonna argue that. I love me some JT, so I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna go against that statement. But no, I mean the concert was fantastic. I don't know that I have anything new to add to that besides it was great. I mean seeing LeBron there was super fun. Our he was his suite his suite was actually like two seconds yeah, over from us. Yeah, we could see him. Yeah, we mm-hmm. were saw we were I I think I forgot to mention that last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a lot of so, really blurry pictures. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> so like the queue has two rows of like suites. So they have like the lower bowl, and then they have a row of suites, and then they have, um, like, the club level and everything, and they have another row of suites, and LeBron was in one of the second-tier suites with, like, teammates and stuff. I can't confirm, but I'm pretty sure JR was in there with him. I wish I knew for and I didn't sure. tell you because I knew you would have freaked out and probably ran after him. I mean, I, I couldn't tell, but, yeah. I would have tried to at least so, attempt to go down there. Yeah. Anna loves her some JR. I do love JR. But, uh... Yeah, so that was pretty cool. I like we talked about last week. I loved like the song selection he did. He did a lot of new stuff, but he also mixed in a bunch of old stuff that everybody loves. Mm-hmm. Like, what was your favorite moment of the Ooh. concert? So, I am a huge fan of the song "Mirrors." That's one of my favorite songs yes. all time of JT, and the way he did that, like the acapella version, all the lights going up, the video I took of that, my favorite part of the whole concert. Um, even him coming out was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Our seats were great. I mean, if you're gonna plan on going in October, especially behind for the stage getting is them, fine. especially for, the day for getting up. the day of, mm-hmm. yeah. they were fine. I mean, yeah. I would sit there again in a heartbeat. He's coming back. I mean, I could October. I could be persuaded. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we should get seats in front of the stage though this time. Maybe floor seats. Hey, you said it. <laughs> Since you said it, does that mean you have to pay for them? Yeah, Ooh. I think that's how it works. You heard that. <laughs> she said it. GoFundMe. Yeah. Yeah. Start a GoFundMe yeah. We literally just were talking about To go raising, twice in one year. We were literally just talking about raising money to uh, uh, give a better life for uh, these people here, for this house, for this uh, um, charity thing that Hannah's work is doing. And now we're talking about GoFundMe so we can go get better seats at a Justin Timberlake concert. Uh, Probably doesn't work. Both ends of the spectrum here on uh, living off the land. So, um, you also went to opening day. I did. Paul and Jordan went downtown, but they didn't yeah. actually go to the game. Go to the oh, I heard it was uh, not the most pleasant weather conditions. All right. So, full confession, I only made it six innings. That's I'm... actually a lot better than some Ooh. of our friends. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I left after. You know six who you innings. are. Uh, to be fair, I had to drive to Columbus that night, so that was part of it. Oh. But it was cold. It was very cold. It and was cold that night. I don't know if it was a mistake or a good decision, but the tailgate I went to ahead of the game was also outside. So at that point, I was pretty much frozen. But, I mean, it's opening day. The energy's fantastic. They did the Silver Slugger Awards for Jose and Frankie before the game. And the Frankie. Cy Young for Kluber. Lindor. I mean, that's worth it just to see those presented. Yeah. Um, storybook game. I mean, with Michael Brantley. 
hitting that two run single in to get the lead. It was just to be there for that. That's all you needed to be there that's for. I mean, sec- the game ended. That's the second year in a row that I just realized the second year in a row that Brandon He's got a knack for doing that. Yeah, in the opening day. I mean, yeah. his first at bat from being out for how long? Yeah, and that's what happened. In, he's been bring him in as a pinch hitter. No, he was in the lineup. It was oh, his first time in the lineup. Since then, he's also been doing really well. He's been fan- he's yeah. Yeah. doing fantastic. Yeah, they're just easing him into the lineup. Um, Hopefully he can have a because of his injury year. history. Yeah, and they need him. But anyway, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we definitely wanted to go over those two things with Hannah because she was there. Uh, but she wasn't able to be with us uh, last week. Um, but, yeah, uh, let us know uh, what you guys think of uh, her project that she's got going on at work. Um, and uh, hopefully in the future, you know, we'll we'll definitely uh, bring Hannah back because she's definitely got some takes that we don't have being a female in the city um, on sports and uh, the cultural aspect of the city and what's going on. So um, we th- we threw around the word we threw around the word correspondent. Oh, not sure what that means exactly, but we'll figure it out. So she'll be doing live uh, interviews, you know. Yeah, just like Ellie <laughs> LaForce last night. Oh yeah. gosh, we can get into that in a little bit. <laughs> Hannah's but, uh, down on the street. Hannah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah, woman on the street. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's uh, let's uh, get into some sports topics. What do you guys think? Some uh, some Cleveland sports. Some what's Cleveland going on? Indios. Uh, yeah. So there was a epic uh, sixteen inning game last night for the Indians. Did anybody stay up and actually watch that? I watched three or four innings, but then the Rockets game started. So, oh. so. yeah. See, I, I turned it on for a little bit after the Cavs game, yeah. but uh, I couldn't. Yeah, I got. I think it was like the twelfth or thirteenth. They inning. just kept going. Well, just, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm that weirdo who is watching the Indians game on my phone while watching the Cavs game, and then switched. Wait, you're not. Why I was oh, okay. that person? Oh, I thought you said <laughs> oh, yeah. no. And uh, I did stay. I stayed up till the end, which ended up not being worth it. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Edwin almost made it worth it. I mean, I thought that was the end well, of the he, game for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, he did. He hit the home run to take the lead, but uh, I don't remember. I don't know who was pitching like the fourteenth, but we gave it right back. Yeah, the bottom. Who of the was end. it? Do you remember? Mm, I don't. I obviously don't know. Don't, I didn't maybe watch. Maybe Otero. Danny O. That, uh, that makes sense. Typical. What us trade him for prospects? <laughs> trade him for prospects. <laughs> I mean, once I was in the thirteenth, I, I was committed. I had to finish it. I had to yeah. see how it ended. Yeah, but... That makes sense. I just yeah i I don't think i I didn't I had it on my computer in my room and I didn't like turn it off and like oh I'm not watching it. I, I just fell asleep. Yeah. So I woke up and my computer battery was dead. So um, yeah. But how about Francisco Lindor? And his home run in game one. Do that, what, what, do that again? No. <laughs> Why? That's a one-time thing. Yeah. Francisco Lindor. Francisco Lindor. Francisco Lindor. Francisco. In vivo. <laughs> um, yeah, what a... How about... I mean, it was just a... It was just a regular home run, but, like, the circumstances around it, like, it was right. crazy. Oh, yeah. Tuesday's game was a lot more fun to watch than Wednesday. Yeah, oh, that was a banging game. Like, they... Ever, how many... It was, like, five home runs, I think. Something I mean, like four, that. I, think. I mean, yeah, full disclosure, I really, Bradley. I honestly really didn't even know that they were playing in Puerto Rico. Oh, I did. Well, I, I saw the Twitter. Puerto updates. Rico. Well, they were back to back homers, weren't they? There was Brantley, mm-hmm. Lindor, um, Jose. Alonso, and Jose. Was, uh, mm-hmm. So Frankie hit a home run. Right. Kipnis, I don't remember if he struck out. He got out. And, and then, then, and, then and then they did back to back. So Jose right. and then Brantley. Brantley, yeah. 
So yeah, I was a crazy I would say most of the crowd is rooting for the Indians, right? Or well, I, I think just because oh, of Frankie. Frankie. I mean, yeah. he's well, he's right. literally like like well, but, Puerto Rican hero. But um, the Twins have somebody. Yeah, but not Cano, no, Francisco. Like, not to a level. Who do they have? Who's a Puerto Rican guy? There? I have no idea. I don't Why did Cano Lazario, come to right? Is that who it is? It's not Cano. Cano is from. Uh, I know Lazario plays with twins, but I don't. Think maybe it's, it's him. I'll oh, just pick a Hispanic name. Okay, I see how it is, guys. <laughs> Go, I mean, do they have a guy shot. named Gonzalez? Primo? Uh, no. No. He's the Indians not, have a guy named Gonzalez. The Astros do too. Yeah. He he saved the series for them. Okay. Right well, right, is, well, moving on. This is we living off watch. the land, as in Cleveland. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, it was just crazy. Like it was, it, it was a uh, home run that it barely got out. Yeah. But. And it was so cool how the Indians like retweeted like fans oh, like yeah. Fan uh, viewpoints. Yeah. Fans are taking videos of it and just the crowd noise. It, it literally sounded like a World Series. Was, game. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a playoff atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Playoff but, atmosphere. Like, that's like so awesome. like Major League Baseball doesn't come to Puerto Rico, so right, right. to have Major League Baseball there Puerto Rico with have a team. Francisco Lindor, who's like who's like a Puerto Rican like legend like oh, hero absolutely, absolutely. and he's only tw- like 24 so young but he hit that home run and that place just went you know what made that nuts. Ex- to me okay to me what made that more special is those type of home runs that you don't know if it's going over until like it literally you's like oh it went up like that's when the crowd like they all stand up they start cheering a little bit but everyone kind of holds their breath and then then you see it go over the line, and everyone just like bursts out. It's like it's really cool to see that. It's not like yeah. an Edwin one. Where yeah, you know, yeah, as soon as it comes off are, the yeah. mat. And those are fun too. Mm-hmm. But like, there's something special about those home runs where you have where to kind of like, hold oh, your get breath. Up, like, get up, get up, yeah, get up, get up, get up. Yes, happens, it's yeah, anticipation. So. It's literally like you're trying to egg the ball right. to get over the wall. Yeah, like, come exactly. on, come on! Like you can yeah, will right. it to go. Right. Yeah. And, it reminds um, me almost like in soccer when there's a goal and you just have that silence, then that burst of energy. That reminds me of that warm weather though. Balls are coming off the bat way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Way better. Just like no, I was gonna say just like Cleveland, but no. no. It was still, snowing yesterday. Still, it was snowing this morning. morning. Yeah. <laughs> I wore boots to work and yeah. was hot all day because yeah. I wore my stupid boots. Uh Anyways. so yeah, that was uh that was pretty much the series in Puerto Rico the last few days. So the Indians split with the twins. Uh they're sitting at I believe nine and seven right now. Mm-hmm. They're what, two games um, ahead of the twins? No, they're, they're half, half game, game behind. Back. The oh, they're behind now. Yeah, yeah, I think the twins are like what eight and weird eight and six. <laughs> I didn't really nine and six or something, something like that. Yeah, they're, they're half game behind or something. We've played more games than that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, uh, we actually all went to the game on Friday. Yeah, uh, that was fun. Uh, game it was somebody's done. birthday. Yeah, whose birthday was it again? Oh, I don't remember. I think he turned like some guy. We don't talk to him. Nobody likes him. Yeah. Thirty-one. Yeah. No, that's not true. It's just like twenty-four. Twenty-four. Oh, 24. <laughs> Why did I think oh, okay. thirty-one? I don't know. What yeah, it was. Thirty-one. <clears throat> I said, okay. All right. That's what I remember okay. hearing. I was waiting for somebody to say it was my birthday. Yeah. So oh, selfishly, yeah. I'll okay. say it was my I, birthday. I didn't realize oh, that we had. Dan, to do it was it. your birthday. Uh, that's oh. what I heard. Oh, that's, so that's why the we all got together. I was wondering why we were there. Hey, well, you know what? Oh wait, all of us were there except for Jimmy. Yeah. True. Yeah, you were at Hannah hey, there, Jimmy, I had no nothing to do with any of the planning. I would have invited you. It's okay. Blame right. your sister. She was there. Yeah, your oh. sister could have been like, hey, Jimmy. Uh, hey, Jimmy, we're going to the game. Uh, it's Dan's birthday. You know, the guy you do a podcast with. Anyway. Also uh, a cold game. Yeah, well, it wasn't wow, until at first. Until the Blue Jays scored eight runs unanswered. No, she said cold. cold. Oh, I they said cool. I was no, like, not oh, a cool okay. Game. Never cold. Mind. Duh. Okay, cold. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, uh... We got to like the sixth, seventh inning, and I kept looking up at the scoreboard in the 
temperature just kept dropping. It got down to like well, 50. You know, you know what's funny is in the daytime, it like hit 80. It was like 78 yeah. or something. Well, yeah, so all of us yeah. way underdressed because yeah. we're like, oh, well, this is going to be a fun night. And I then, overdressed for work because in the morning right. it was like 40. Same. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, while I'm at work all day, you yeah. know, whatever. And I left the office and I was like, and then I just got, gosh, I just got well, so cold. I forget this a lot, um, especially living on the west side. You know, getting back home from work, it was still, I don't know what, 7 degrees, borderline yeah. 7 yeah, degrees right. out here. Yeah. It was I, 75 here. I yeah. keep forgetting when you get downtown, you are right yeah. by the lake. Yeah, you have yeah. to budget, especially this time of year in the spring. It's the spring and the, like, well, the fall's not too much, but mainly the spring. Mainly the yeah. spring, yeah. Like, whatever it is, like, inland in Cleveland, it's when you go downtown, it's at least 10 degrees right. colder. At least. Just because if it's windy at all and it's coming off the lake and the, mm-hmm. lake's, the lake's cold and the wind's coming off it, yeah, we didn't we didn't budget for that. Thankfully, no. this year I wore sh- uh, pants. Yeah. Last year I wore shorts. Ooh, and it I was feel like, like it was, I think it was colder last year too. Yeah, well, it was like yeah, it was below fifty. Yeah, yeah. and I ended up getting the flu. So <laughs> why am I laughing I, at that? I don't, I don't because you're just a terrible person. It's kind of mean, <laughs> but uh, but seriously, how cool was it for us to you know make it to the ballpark together? Oh, that was fun. Um, that was time. You know, just get in on the, on the beer, the food, uh, the atmosphere so up until the you know. Run it was a good atmosphere. Run. It was a very and you know Blue Jays fans. I've said this many times. They're fun. Like mm-hmm. I hate going to Dodgers games and, and Yankees games. I like going to the games because you see an iconic team. But the there's like twenty percent of the fans are like those teams. And Dodgers fans are annoying. So are Yankees fans. Blue Jays fans. Yeah. Are fun. They're a good time. Yeah, those Canadians, man. Yeah, no, they're, they're always time. fun. Like you don't like fights. So remember, in last year we went to an Indians Dodgers game, and uh, the Indians <laughs> smashed the Dodgers. Yes. And we were not only were we making fun of uh, Yasiel Puig the whole oh, night. Yeah. We were also making fun of their fans because, like you said, their fans are obnoxious. Yeah. Although we happen to be around a few cool ones. Because yeah. I, I remember Cody Bellinger to me looks like a man who was transported from the 1940s and yeah. like never changed. And <laughs> sure. so I was making fun of him for that. And they just thought that was the funniest thing. And yeah, it was a good time. Uh, so yeah, it was a great time. I'm appreciative really of everybody. Uh, I didn't plan anything. I didn't pay for anything that night. It was awesome. It's the right so, way. Uh, That's how it should be. Yeah, for sure. For the birthday but, uh, boy. <laughs> um, if you guys can hear that, by the way, we've said that in previous episodes. That's my dog not being cooperative, chewing on his bone and uh, <laughs> like packing up a lung because Aww. apparently he's eating the parts of the bone that he's chewing off. Isn't that what they do? The unofficial well, official whatever. mascot. Yeah, it's the mascot of the LTL. Oh, he's a dog like the uh, like the Browns or whatever. Oh. He is a dog. Like Swagger? He is like a little yeah. version of Swagger. He kind of almost is. Not like a dog. He is a dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's a uh, hybrid. He's half cat. So, oh, wow. What kind of animal is he? <laughs> so that, uh, that, uh. He's just a freaking, he's like a monkey. Just a monkey dog just running around. A monkey dog? Yeah, it, was, it, it sounded a lot better in my head. Well, <laughs> well this came out of left field. Yeah. Anyway. Transitioning. Yeah, let's. Uh, so that'll put a pretty good ball in the Indians. To uh, my favorite segment. Yeah, Jordan, uh, go ahead. The grossest professional sports team in history. What? Although they're on the upswing, I'll give them that. How dare you? I'm sorry. It's, I will kick you out of this podcast. Okay, I meant it to be funny, but everyone took it seriously. So, draft week, away, a week away from today. Uh, yeah. These scrubs over here. Officially a week away from today. Officially. That's right, yeah. So these scrubs over here. Uh, decided to make their own little top 10 mock draft lists. So I think that's what we're going to do next. 
Okay. Um, who wants to go? Let's ha Hannah. You're going first because oh, you're the guest. So. All right. So to clarify, this is what I hope happens. And also, uh, full disclosure, uh, we told Hannah about this like ten minutes before we started. Right. So, so she uh, went through this real quick. Yeah. yeah. So go go easy. Are we gonna go through our whole top ten or one pick at a time? I don't know. Should we? Oh, uh, let's let's do let's do you do your first, then you do your first, then Paul, and then we go from there. Okay, that's good. Okay, let's do it. I'm curious. So I don't know that this is gonna happen, but this is what I think the Browns should do, and I hope they do. But I'm a big Sam Darnold fan. I hope the Browns take him. I'm just not gonna be happy with any other choice. And everything gets screwed up if they don't in this mock draft. So. <laughs> So for my own personal mock draft and for the Cleveland Browns, I think Darnold's the way to go. I think obviously he's a great teammate with switching the flights to go back and throw for his teammate. I love that he did a pro day in the rain. I just think he's a solid guy all the way around. Good teammate, good leader. What was that I quote? What was that quote? Oh, yeah. So I have a quote that his quarterback coach has about him. It says, <laughs> Sam is not the kid you speed date. He's the kid you marry. Oh. People will fall in love the more they get to know him. Any, see, any that, single Cleveland girl? No, <laughs> see, that's that, that's that uh, female angle we're looking at. Right. See, I wouldn't have thought She likes that. him because like... she's the guy that you marry. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the Browns need that. They don't yeah, need they, anybody they, flashy <laughs> or maybe's. They need someone who's going to be The Browns steady. have had too many one-night right. stands. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just, <laughs> they, what is it, like 20... <laughs> How many, how many names oh, are on that wow. jersey that's downtown? They need downtown? their soulmate. Wow. Yeah. In all fairness, Browns are, the Browns are kind of slutty. In all fairness, oh. in all fairness. Seriously? No. All right, I'm going to say this right now. In all fairness, one of the things right, that does bug way. me about that jersey is a lot of it's brought on by injury. But even with the True. injuries, well, right. mm -hmm. yeah. even with the injuries, there still is no shortage of the Browns just going yeah. through a charade of quarterbacks. So. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, Anna, I'm Darnold. Sam Darnold. Anna's Darnold. Dan. I'm up. also going to say Sam Darnold. Okay. Um, for the re same reasons or different reasons? Well, or? yeah, similar reasons, and also just because he, he's been the guy basically for the better part of the last year and a half. Even before we knew that the Browns were going to have the number one pick, he was the guy that was talked about. If he came out, he would be the number one pick. Um, there's been a lot of talk recently about Darnold or Allen. I'm somebody who thinks that the Browns' reported interest in Josh Allen is a complete smokescreen. It's not going to happen. Uh, there's a better chance of them taking Quentin Nelson, number one, uh, than Josh Allen, number <laughs> one. So I think it's Sam Darnold. Um, there's a chance I could see them taking Baker Mayfield, one. But I'm going to go with Sam Darnold. I think he's been the guy up top, and I think that's who they're, uh, that's who they've settled on. And like I said last time, they know. So, like, for the next week, you're going to hear sports uh, radio shows talk about all this stuff. That's just them trying to fill time. I think the Browns have known for a while. I think they've known. They're just playing their cards close to their vest. And I think it's going to be Darnold. All right, Paul? I'm in the same boat. Number one pick, Sam Darnold. I think it's a safe pick. I think anything else, you're really just trying to overthink it. You can make arguments for all the other quarterbacks. I, I do think Baker Mayfield has the second-best case. Uh, to Sam Darnold just because Dorsey has gone on record for saying he really admires uh, Mayfield's ability to absorb a playbook and lead a team. But I think the Browns play it smart. I think they go Sam Darnold, and that's it at number one. All right. Numero dos. Hannah. All right. Let's uh, – Oh, we so, got to keep so, it in English. Well, not that, but 
So, so we're uh, for the Browns. Let's go into a little bit of details of why we say what we're going to say. But for everybody else, let's try and go a little quicker. I mean, yeah. you can say maybe no, one, I but I, I, we don't want to be here till midnight. I was tonight, literally so. just about to type that on a phone and kind of hold that in front yeah. of y'all's faces. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah, uh, Hannah, uh, the Giants at number two. I'm going Saquon Barkley. I think if Darnold's off the board, that's what the Giants do. I think. If the Browns do anything but Darnold, that will change. I think the Giants will grab him, okay. but Saquon Barkley too. All right. Yeah. I agree with her sentiment about Darnold. Uh, the Browns, for whatever reason, uh, take Baker Mayfield or Josh Allen. Um, the Giants will sprint to the podium to take uh, Darnold. Um, I do think this is a prime candidate for a trade. Um, I think Buffalo could try and go up and get a quarterback at two, um, but we're not doing trades, so just for the sake of argument um, – I'm saying that the Giants are going to take a quarterback. They're going to take Josh Rosen at two. Mm-hmm. Um, Eli Manning's 38 years old. If they don't, next year's quarterback class in the draft supposedly is not going to be very good at all. So I think the Giants would be stupid to take anything but quarterback. And I think Josh Rosen fits best in the New York market. Um, uh, so yeah, I say cool. Josh Rosen for the Giants. Pablo. You know, I, I thought the Giants would go quarterback for a bit, but the more I thought about it, the Browns take Darnold. Um, the Giants know that they have a quarterback in Eli Manning. Yes, he's getting up there in years, but he does, you can argue whether he can or not, but he really does have the potential to get him into the postseason if he has a strong season. So I think what happens is the Giants do take Saquon Barkley, number two. They get the best player in the draft. They give him a playmaker in the backfield, and they go for a quarterback in later rounds. All right. Man, to number three. Three, I have the Jets taking Baker Mayfield. I mean, the Jets need a quarterback. I think he's the next best one. I don't know that I need to elaborate more on that. I think it's exciting. I think Jets fans will like him. I I just think that's what they're going to end up landing on. Broadway Baker. Yep. Perfect in New York lights. Yep. I definitely agree. I also have the Giants or the Jets uh, taking Baker Mayfield. Um, not really much to go into that. I just think they're obviously also – Desperate for a quarterback, almost as bad as the Browns, but um, I definitely think that they go uh, Baker. I can't see them going Josh Allen, um, and obviously I already have Darnold and Rosen off the board, so uh, Baker Mayfield for me for the Jets. No, I agree. Uh, The Jets trade up to get a quarterback. They're going to get one. They're going to get Baker Mayfield. Um, The Jets is a team that thrives on big personalities. Uh, They're going to look to get their next Joe Namath and – I mean, let's face it, Mayfield's a baller. Like I said, I feel he's the number two option behind Darnold, so I think the Jets get Mayfield. All right. So Cleveland, again, is up with four, and I have them taking Bradley Chubb. I think that's pretty agreed upon across the board. Um, I can make an argument for Quentin Nelson as well, but I think Chubb makes sense. I think he's the next best player out there. The idea of him and Miles Garrett – as a pair, is just sick. Um, the defense oh, is going to be something totally to sick. be <laughs> feared. <laughs> totally gnarly. Um, I mean, there's an argument to be had for Nelson. I mean, to boost the offensive line for sure. But I just think Chubb is – you can't pa- you just can't pass on him if he's there. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I'm in agreement again. Uh, I think that for me, the way I have it is I have one, two, three quarterback. So um, – this, I think, is a dream scenario for the Browns. Uh, they have Barkley and Chubb available uh, to them at four. Uh, I just think they go Bradley Chubb. Um, if it were me, I'd have a hard time deciding between the two. 
I just think John Dorsey's track record with drafting running backs um, leads me to believe that he would rather go uh, defensive end. And like Hannah said, to pair uh, Miles Garrett with Bradley Chubb would just give opposing offensive coordinators nightmares on how to protect their quarterback. Um, so, yeah, I have Bradley Chubb over Baker or uh, Saquon Barkley, in this case, for the Browns at four. So, number four, um, I also agree with Bradley Chubb. I just think the having two potentially dominant pass rushers on the field is just it's it's crucial especially in this uh this league and honestly the Browns defensive line has been one of the most intriguing positions on that team for a while there's usually a rotation of young interesting talent and a lot of potential um you sneak in guys like Caleb Brantley in the late rounds you get guys like Jamie Meter a local hometown boy who comes in and actually you know puts up a pretty solid performance so I think the Browns can't resist getting the best pass rusher on the line in the draft and just add to that rotation. Like Dan said, you know, you could just create a nightmare for opposing offensive coordinators and quarterbacks. I mean, it's a dream, right? The Browns get Darnold and Chubb. That's the dream. <laughs> All right. Number five. Do Hannah. you want me to go through the rest of them? Or do you want to keep going one by one? Uh, you know what? Done. Why don't, why isn't, yeah, let's, let's have yeah, you go through the rest of them. Just be really brief. Okay. Yeah, and then we wrap this up. So. All right. I have five Denver getting Josh Allen. I think John Elway can't resist it. I have Indy getting Quentin Nelson. Buffalo getting Josh Rosen. Chicago taking Minka Fitzpatrick. I think the wild card of San Francisco is going to grab Lamar well, you Jackson. Have, you have Buffalo trading up. I, oh shoot! I do have that. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I messed okay. it up. That's right. No, that's actually. Oh, not, no, that's life. it. No, that's actually. Yeah, trader for prospect. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually really interesting because we do. weren't we weren't originally going to do trades, but that's. Well, I'm not part of your wager, so I'll yeah. allow oh, okay. myself to do fair, that. Fair, okay, okay. <laughs> I do have San Francisco taking Lamar Jackson. I think that's going to be a little bit of a wild card. I think Ooh. they're going to love him. Interesting. And then Oakland with Roquan Smith. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, so uh, I think that a five is a prime trade down possibility for Denver. Um, but since we're not doing trades, uh, I'm going to go Josh Allen for the Broncos. Um, they're, they're kind of in the boat for a quarterback, so I could see uh, John Elway going for the strong arm, mobile quarterback kind of in the mold of himself. Um, at six, I have Quentin Nelson going to the Colts. Uh, I have Saquon Barkley going seven to the Bucks. I'm um, just thinking about them pairing Barkley with Winston and Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson, which would be just a deadly offense in Tampa. Um, I have the Bears taking uh, uh, Vita, Vita Vey, or Vita Via. No, it's Vita Via. Vita Via. Um, I, this is the pick I couldn't, I couldn't figure out. I, I don't study the Bears enough, so I don't know what exactly what their needs are, but just looking through some mock drafts and looking through some stuff that's been said, um, I definitely think he could be in the top 10. I think that's where he could land. Um, uh, nine for the 49ers. I have Tremaine Edwards, uh, the linebacker out of, I think, Virginia Tech. Uh, he's a, uh, a really good pass rusher, um, kind of in the mold of a Bradley Chubb, but not, not as highly rated. Um, and then 10 for Oakland, I have Denzel Ward from Ohio State. Uh, their, their secondary has been god-awful for years. So I, I definitely think that they uh, – uh, Try and get the best corner available uh, at ten. All right, Pablo. <laughs> All right, so I, you know, I would have agreed that I think Denver goes for Josh Allen number five, but honestly, I think they go for Josh Rosen. I think Elway shakes up a little bit and goes for a little bit more of a, a little bit more of a pro-ready and intellectual quarterback, 
as opposed to just a really big, strong arm with a lot of upside, but also a really uh, low floor. Um, Colts, I think they go guard. They get Quentin Nelson, help protect Andrew Luck. The Bucks, Denzel Ward, uh, you know, try to bring back the days of the you know 2002 Buccaneers defense that won the Super Bowl. Bears go Minka Fitzpatrick, try to you know buffer the secondary. 49ers, um, Alden Smith facing a nine-game suspension. You want to boost that pass rush. So they go for Marcus Davenport on the line, mm. and the Raiders to. You know, help solidify their linebacking core. Go for inside linebacker Tremaine Edwards. Or Edmonds, I'm sorry, not Edwards. Is it Edmonds? Right. Edmonds. Whoops, I said oh. Edwards. Oh. Edwards. That's what I meant. Snap. What he said is what Edit I meant. that out. Yeah, well, hey, I. you know what? Whatever. All right. We, uh, and so now for the next 200 picks. Ready? Go. Right. Yeah, uh, so... Uh, they kind of alluded to it. Jordan kind of alluded to it. Uh, we're actually going to be doing a bit of a wager on who gets yeah. the most picks right out of our top ten. Um, and I think, uh, what did we agree on? So, so next next time we go Someone out and check up a tab, right? Or next something. time we go out and check something that somebody suggests to us to go try, yeah. like a bar or something. They cover yeah. that the person who got the most picks right will get their tab covered. Ooh. All right. Just for record, I'm going to put a cap on that. Oh, <laughs> whoa. Just, Hold no, on. Just no. for record. No, just for record. I'm putting a cap on that. I'm trying to be financially responsible this year. You are not going to drain right, my it, fun it money. It is going to be Dan and not Don't look at him. He's not in it. It's, it's just the two of you. You'll be okay. Yeah, it's just me and you, buddy. <laughs> All right. So, Brown. What is the cap, by the way? You said a cap. So I don't think you need a cap. Nah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. Be we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it. This yeah. is not. Yeah, we'll yeah. This isn't supposed to be like vicious. Air. Like <laughs> this is just a friendly wager. That's right. Um, all right. I think that wraps up the Browns. Stay tuned for yeah. next week. No, We're gonna, um, uh, actually, you know what I was just thinking. Sorry. Uh, so when we record episodes, it's Thursday. Like, right. This is what we've That's been right. doing. It's kind of like the uh, rhythm we've kind of gotten into. Right. The NFL draft is next Thursday. Yeah. And the first round starts at 8 o'clock. I think that we should record our episode next week during the draft and kind of do like a live, like react to what's going on because I feel like that would be the best rather than just like wait and be like, oh, hey, here's what the Browns did and here's why I think it's stupid. (laughs) Um, We actually, you know, just add some flavor. Yeah, Yeah. you can hear uh, Roger Goodell come out, get booed by everybody. Browns make their pick, and then we can all just be like, oh, hey, that's awesome. Thanks for taking Sam Darnold. Or, or if they take Josh Allen or – Or if uh, they scrub it up like they've yeah, done for the I'll probably years. just go to my room. The but, Cleveland Browns have <laughs> traded the number one pick oh, to – So yeah. uh, – uh, Cleveland's heart sink. Yeah, I definitely think we should do that next week. No, I'm for that. That thought actually came to my mind where it's like, what are the odds that, you know, just the way that the scheduling falls in with the podcast, yeah. that it falls on draft yeah. nights. So. And also especially because we, we, we have two picks, and – like the time between, we can do some react about the, space the first pick. And between, we can also kind of analyze like the like picks two and three and how that impacts four, you know, before it gets made. So I think that would be right. cool. And you have an opportunity to see something really entertaining if the yeah. Browns screw it up. Yeah, yeah. and we'll definitely uh, uh, live tweet the draft uh, next week. We will um, post some videos of our reactions. And uh, do stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, check us out, obviously, on social media. And, uh, yeah, next week should be pretty cool. All I right. have a question. Okay. Mm. So we all have the same picks for the Browns with Darnold we do. and Chubb. <laughs> Say the Browns listen to us and go with these picks. I want to be so happy. 
How many wins for the Browns next season? Oh, boy. Wow. Ooh. Well, see, I don't think the number one, for me, for next season for wins, I don't think the number one pick affects it because if I have... <laughs> If I have uh, Jordan just missed his glass when he was trying to <laughs> in epic fashion uh, pour his drink. I'm a big Tyrod Taylor fan. So I am I, too. I agree and with I, you on the number one. As long as he stays healthy, I don't think the number one pick plays this year. So I have to give a shout out to my friend Benny who responded to our post about the draft, mm-hmm. and he proposed and he said this is crazy I saw scenario. That. Now, I this would be absolutely insane. But if the Browns forsake quarterback at number one overall and went Saquon Barkley I'll lose and my mind. went Bradley Chubb. I will lose my mind. And then trade back in the later, uh, late first round to get a quarterback. Nope. Whew. That nope. is going to elicit some very violent responses. Nope. But as far as the draft this year goes, if those are the picks, obviously the number one pick, Sam Darnold, doesn't have an impact on the amount of wins. I believe that when Tyrod Taylor got signed, that that instantly took the Browns to at least four wins, maybe five, just by his presence alone. Just stability of the position. Honestly. You know, if you have stability at quarterback last year, the Browns, at minimum, are three, four wins. Mm-hmm. So, you get Bradley Chubb. Which is he, pathetic, but it's pathetic. let's face it, we went on 16. So, yeah, at this point, anything's an improvement. So, no, I, I think if those are the picks and with the additions the Browns have made, I yeah. think you're looking in the ballpark five, six wins. And don't and don't forget, we also have 33, 35, 64 uh, like we, yeah. There's a lot of picks, and, and there's going to be a lot of moving around. And those could be bundled. Honestly, Absolutely. those could be bundled to get back into sure. our first round and add more talent. So yeah. definitely, it's going to be a very exciting time next week. But yeah, so be sure I, to tune into that. I don't know if I can put a number on it. I, just uh, for me, whoever they draft. I want them to win eight games next year. Mm, wow. <laughs> I don't think Hugh Jackson comes back for another year. Unless he wins. Even though he did come back after winning zero games, but uh, that's and beside be the point. Team. Yeah, I just think with the new regime, the new GM that came in, like it's it's about winning. Last two years, it, it's... 500 would be cool. No, That'd be like it, a normal... It'd be amazing for the Browns. 500, they would, throw, they would throw another parade in the city. <laughs> they would. They threw a parade for 0-16... If we go eight and eight, they'll throw another parade. And if y'all get nine wins, you can maybe make a playoff. Yeah, really? I was thinking yeah. seven and nine. It's probably. More. I would be happy with seven and nine too. Honestly, though, I just don't want to lose double-digit right, no. games anymore. Don't lose double-digit. <laughs> and Dorsey didn't make all these moves to go below five hundred. Yeah, agreed. Cool guys. So, so yeah, Browns talk going to be a very exciting time. <clears throat> so now, uh, right now, we're in the early stages of the playoffs for the Cavaliers. Uh, we're two games in. The series is split. One and one between the Pacers. So the Cavs, they get off to a hot start. But Wait, then. What well, are you talking about? The Cavs? Got yep, off. Moved on to the Cavs. Yeah. No, no. Cavs. I mean, you talking about the Cavs got off to a hot, hot start in game yeah, one? Last night. Oh, Two. I thought you were talking about game one. Because we have game one on our notes. So I, I we, you were... we do have game one. We really, game like, it was so pathetic. It yeah, let's just. Okay, know. fair, fair, fair. I, I was just misunderstanding what Paul was saying. Okay. Yeah. So, no, I. Game two is recent. Um. You know, game one, we know what happened. Game two is recent. Cavs get off to a hot start. Uh, then they start slipping. Start missing shots. Start playing poor on defense. Yeah. Kevin Love gets knocked out a little bit later towards the end of the game. They eke it out. I mean, honestly, it looks like the Pacers sink a three and it's over. So, as it stands right now, we, we've asked people, okay, how do you feel about the Cavs after game one? And I think the consensus for the most part was, not sure. 
it's game one. Yeah, you know, we actually we actually asked. We that had on, a poll, and for the yeah, most part, most people, people said not sure. Most people said not sure, which I completely understand. Myself, I said I was concerned, and so after last night, first uh, first quarter, you could say, all right, they're they're in good shape, they're back on track, but then they started slipping back in old habits, and I mean, LeBron had phenomenal. Oh, he had night. A, he had an iconic performance. No, incredible, and that's what he does. But he can't do that every game. No. So, as it stands now, how do we feel about the Cavs moving forward? The series is split, but clearly the Pacers, even after last night, they really couldn't feel too disheartened after what they did. No. Um, my tooth, okay, my thoughts after that game, because when I first started watching the game, I was like, okay, maybe maybe game one was a fluke of some sort, and apologies for the creaky floors. <laughs> you might not even be able to hear it. Yeah, well, if y'all can hear it, apologies. Um... The floor says they're sorry. Um, my thoughts after game one was, I'm not too sure. I mean, I'm concerned. I I predicted earlier, I, I think either the Cavs or the Warriors will not be making the finals. I don't know who yet, but that's my prediction. After game one, I, I won't even say it enforced my pr- prediction because game ones and NBA series are so, they can be very fluky. So game two starts off and it's like, okay, all right, maybe maybe that was just a bad game, you know. Um, I wasn't happy the way the game ended, though, for the Cavs. Uh, obviously, missing Kevin, Kevin Love for a portion of that due to that little thumb jam he had was part of it. Um, I just don't see the supporting cast as being strong enough to go too deep. Uh, LeBron, of course, is going to be a superhero. I mean, he has been his entire career, more so now than ever. And it's, it's honestly too bad that, that he doesn't have a stronger team right now because he's playing... Probably one of his best. It's one of his best. The last three years, he's just been playing out of his mind. Um, you know, my 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 thoughts are: I I think they are facing. If they get out of this series, which I think they will, uh, there are many team, a couple teams in the East, 76ers, uh, Toronto, that will give them strong competition. That's my two cents, um, Dan. Or you, know, you want to do Hannah? Since yeah, Hannah, go ahead. What do, you, what do you think? I'm kind of in the same boat you are, but I don't know that I'm ready to hit the panic button yet. The problem with last night is, I mean, LeBron is a superstar, right? He's superhuman, right. he had a great game. He can't do that every night. No. Um, Kevin Love is your next best offensive weapon, and he just seems to not quite be able to lock in. And I don't know if him coming out in the end just threw everyone out of whack. I don't know... If he's in a funk, but to have only him, LeBron, and Kyle Korver in double digits just isn't acceptable. I mean, JR and I love him. He, he had five points, and right. that's just not going to work. And, I mean, obviously I feel like the Cavs are a better team with him on the floor. Right. I think defensively he brings more to the game, and that starting lineup LeBron just seems to gel with better. I mean, when you had Korver and JR in for, what was it, Green and Hood? <laughs> They obviously right. have a better chemistry, so LeBron plays better as a result, but JR's got to score. I mean, Kevin Love has to show up as the second best person on that team, and if they don't get it clicking, I'm a little concerned. All right. Me and Paul were talking about this earlier today. Game one, they they, they use a different lineup. Mm-hmm. Does that show – I think Tyron Lue's a scam. I do. I think he's a sham. I think he's nonsense. I think he won a title because – Kyrie and LeBron put on two of the most iconic performances in finals history. 
Um, and if anyone watched the last three, four games of that series, you'd be like, I, I don't know if I've ever seen something like this before. Mm-hmm. I, Hannah, do you think game one was lost because of that weird lineup? Or do you think that it was, it's deeper than that? Um, I think partially, and this might sound weird, but I honestly think the missing link here that has to happen is Corver. Okay. I think that LeBron trusts Corver. I think Corver is uber talented and just what's happening in his personal life and then he was also coming back from an illness has really kind of thrown their whole jive off as a team and I think if you can get Love locked in and Corver back to himself that you're in a better spot Corver had a decent game yesterday yeah he was good he had 12 points so I mean they're all threes, right? Or or did he have a couple free throws or twos? Not sure. They're he, he, also had, him, he, he had a couple of defensive plays, too. Yeah, I mean, Corver's a good player. I want to stick up for JR because for those that don't know, I'm always making fun of Hannah. Hannah loves JR. I'm not a fan of JR. I was very happy that he won his title. I'm not a fan of his. I just think he's too silly for me. However, to be fair, Would you JR, categorize him as Zany? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Zany would fit JR. Oh. Um, however, to be fair... He had a huge defensive play last night. Just absolutely yeah. huge. He stole the ball and he laid it up. Uh, got the layup and massive points. Now here's the thing though about JR and Corver and also Love having them all on the court at the same time. While he did make defensive plays, they also really opened it up at the end for the Pacers to bring True. the game close. Mm-hmm. True. They can make defensive plays but not consistently enough. Well, Corver especially can. Corver especially. JR right. has JR's a good defender. Jake, he can be a good defender. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that he necessarily is all the time. And Corver, he does bring offense, but his defensive game isn't the strongest. Kevin Love's defensive game isn't the strongest. So when they're out on the court together, they have offense. But now here's the thing, too, just to touch back on Ty Lue. When asked about Kevin Love's injury, because he had the thumb injury, they asked, uh, what happened? He kept insisting Kevin Love, oh, he was fine. It was no big deal. He just got banged up. He was fine. Then they asked, well, why wasn't he put it back on the court? We had a good flow. What flow? (laughs) <laughs> True. Yeah, <laughs> because letting the Pacers get back into the game. What flow were yeah. you allowed? What did you right. benefit by keeping Kevin Love out if he was fine? Right. See, Dan, your thoughts. I, well, for me, uh, I, I think Ty Lue's been a been a victim of of um, the circumstances mm-hmm. this year. I think he was brought in to be the head coach because he was a former player and he's a really good manager of egos. And so when we had the big three here, we had LeBron and Kyrie and Love. Like we only found out that LeBron and Kyrie didn't get along until he made he uh, made a trade. Fact. Yeah. Right. Well, Ty Lue was a galvanizing factor to keep those two afloat while we were making our run. And um, so I now that, say, we're not as talented or more talented than every team we're going to play, it becomes more of like an X's and O's, a chess match, and we've seen time and time again this year that Ty Lue's, uh rotations, his substitution patterns, uh, who he plays at certain times, always comes into question. Um, that's not to say that he's a terrible coach, but I do think that when not everything's perfect for him, as far as talent on the court, where he can just say, okay, Kyrie, go get a bucket, or uh, LeBron, just drive the hole, get to the line, or something like that. Uh, his, his flaws are shown. Like, the Cavs don't run an offense. Right. And some of that is because LeBron, because he's so ball dominant. And, uh, you know, let's face it, he thinks that he's the smartest person on the floor. And I mean, kind of he probably, probably is. is. I was going to say is, he probably is. But, yeah, that's the thing. 
they just they don't run an offense. Do you think that's the biggest problem though? Because when I watch the Cavs, I just think, oh, they don't know how to defend. I mean, you watch like, well, they, how does Kyle Korver, who's how thirteen year veteran, twelve year veteran, he still doesn't know how to rotate. And if you understand basketball, rotating is one of the most key aspects of defending. Well, he, and I'm just he, like, he, what are he you also, doing? He also, whatever athleticism he ever had, he doesn't gone. have it anymore. I mean, he's like 37, 37 years, years old. old. True, true. But actually, Korver, I thought, played well defensively last night. Mm-hmm. He had one of the biggest. Agreed. agreed. Like, JR had the great steal in the backcourt, right. but there was a time late in the fourth quarter where Kyle Korver got switched on to Miles Turner. Right. And Miles Turner is, you know, the Pacers center. He's probably about 6'10", 6'11". Korver's like 6'6". Um, he got switched on him in the post, and Korver was actually able to strip the ball from him. Right. Um, I don't think it was considered a block because Turner wasn't was going up for the shot. The shot. It was kind motion, of a swipe yeah. down and got yeah. the ball yep, out I and got that. the Cavs an extra possession. So I actually think Korver held his own defensively. There was that rotation gaff on Oladipo's. Uh, wide open three, the three that he ended up that, missing, right? Which, 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 <laughs> Jr. did what he was supposed to do. Corver was the one that screwed that up, right? Where he left his man, right, and went with the roller, which Jr. had already gone to. Um, but I see the Cavs have struggled mightily defensively all year. I actually don't think that's been the problem the first two games. Indiana hasn't scored 100 points either game. That's true. That's true. That's um, a good point, Dan. I, I actually didn't. I, put that in. I think I think the Cavs offensively at times. Last night was, for me, I could see it coming a, a mile away. I knew LeBron was going to come out and he was going to try and dominate the game early. But him doing that sacrifices the rhythm the and the flow, flow of the, the rest flow. of the team. Right. So right. when LeBron comes out of the game, and and just to call in Tyloo's substitutions and rotations, when LeBron came out of the game to start the second quarter, he also took Kevin Love off the floor. So we literally had nobody on the floor that you could go to um, to get you a basket. So I think what um, what needed to happen was you take Kevin Love off a couple minutes before the first quarter's over, and then when you have LeBron sit, you bring Kevin Love back on to start the second quarter and you just run the offense through him in the post. And you bring whatever shooters you have to surround him. So if somebody doubles down on him, you can kick it out. Or if not, he can just go uh, go to work in the post and get to the line or uh, get one of his uh, uh, jump hooks that he likes to go to. Um, but I thought, uh, obviously, a win's a win in the playoffs. Right. Yeah, in the playoffs, yeah. it doesn't matter how you get it. Right. you got to win. And a lot of times in the playoffs, you have these freak wins <coughs> where it's just like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. All right, with that being said. But I, I will say, though, that, sorry. Oh, um, no, you're good. Game three is... Pretty crucial. Yeah. I think the Cavs could pretty much gain full control of the series if they come back and win because then then their mental edge over um, uh, over Indiana gets restored because the Cavs came in winning pretty much you know they had a mental edge over everybody mm-hmm. in the east mm-hmm. but them losing game one took that away and Indiana you know felt like they can play if play with the Cavs if the Cavs come out and beat Indiana in their house in game three take a 2-1 lead then all the pressure is on Indiana game four. Game it's four. basically a do or die for them. So right. game three for me is huge. It is. I agree. Because especially since you're playing away now, because let's face it, again, even though you know the series is split, the Pacers have shown that they're not afraid of the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to their home court. And the Cavs, quite frankly, their team consists of a lot of role players. Mm-hmm. And role players tend to really struggle when playing on the road. 
Uh, role players tend to thrive when they're in the home court, when they're in a comfortable environment. Uh, the Cavs have a lot of youth, a lot of experience, especially when it comes to the postseason. So that's really going to be crucial. I mean, it's crucial every game, but especially for this because, honestly, this year has been such a, what I feel like a <laughs> desperate, well, it's been such a yeah. desperate attempt after a disastrous trade yeah. to try to get something put together so you can make a, you know, continue your push for the postseason. Yeah. Make a playoff run. And you managed to get some, you know, some young talent, some potential, but the other while that's been happening, other teams, not only this season, but building up to this season, seasons past, they've been building their chemistry. Mm-hmm. And you can mm-hmm. tell it shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the Celtics is the best example of that. And we can get into that in a few minutes. Um, let's start off with this. Hannah, who is the biggest threat to the Cavs? Assuming they make it out of this round, who is the biggest threat? I still think it's the Celtics, even without Kyrie. You still Kyrie. think it's the Celtics? I do. No Kyrie, no Smart, no uh, Hayward, and you still think it's Celtics? I do. Okay. I mean, they're up 2-0. No, they're, I mean, they're playing yeah, very well I mean, right now. I just... Yeah, the local Cleveland guy, by the way, right? Um, Rozier. Rozier is mm. from East Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. Shaker Heights. Shaker Heights, okay. Yeah. yeah. And he's playing really well. Like, really freaking well. Like, it's weird how good he's playing. I'm scared to even talk about getting out of this series, but I do think the Celtics are a strong team. They're a solid team. Okay. I think that they have, like, a little chip on their shoulder with having Kyrie out. I think for some reason that gives them a little bit, like, no, we can still do this. And I think they kind of want us. I think they want the Cavs. They want to beat us. I think they love that. Yeah, I mean, I just want the Cavs to get out of this series Mm -hmm. to start with. But I do do still think Boston is the team to get out of here. Dan, what are your thoughts? Who's the biggest threat? Assuming the Cavs get out of this one, who's the biggest threat to the Cavs? I'm going to say Philly, just from a talent standpoint. Um, I don't know yet that I trust them. I don't even know if they're going to get out of the first round. I know they're, yeah. are, they're playing right now, and it's Miami. In Miami. So, um, Series split, one and one right now. Yeah, I, I do think that uh, it'll end up being... Uh, Philly, if they're able to get by Miami, just just from a talent standpoint, that, that would be the next series too, right? Potentially, uh, if both if both Philly and Cleveland make no. it out, no, that would, would be that would we, be after that. That's we right, would that's play right. Toronto. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, yeah. okay. And okay. no, it's not I, an easy Toronto, Yeah, but Toronto. Yeah. I'm going. I've to, made my feelings felt about Toronto. I I'm gonna go out and say something that nobody would agree with me here with. Mm-hmm. I I do think Philly is dangerous. I don't believe in the Celtics. I think they are playing on adrenaline, and I think it's a weird matchup situation right now with Milwaukee. And Milwaukee's extremely um, young. I mean, as awesome as a Greek freak is, he's so inexperienced, and you can see that in the playoffs. Like, yeah, he'll get 24 points, but he'll make 400 errors. You know, errors, what am I talking about? Uh, Turnovers. Um, I think it's going to come down to Phil. I, okay. I think Toronto is the most dangerous team in the East. And it's not just because they're the number one seed. I think they finally found a squad that answers a lot of the problems they've had in the past. And um, they just are playing different this year. And I think they're very dangerous. I believe in Philly as well. I believe in the process. Uh, I love that team. They remind me, you know, Philly reminds me of the mid-90s Orlando Magic. Just a team chock full of ridiculously talented but extremely inexperienced guys mm-hmm. who they don't have anything to fear and they could make it to the eastern conference finals they could make it to the finals well, i don't think they're gonna win i just think they could get to that spot well their know? team their team makeup to 
to the Magic team you mentioned is similar with yeah with that Magic team right. had Shaq and Penny. This right. team in Philly's got Embiid and, uh, and Simmons, Simmons, yeah, with a bunch of ancillary parts around right. them. So right, um, yeah, I, I I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Paul, what are your thoughts? The most dangerous team to Cleveland. I think just because the Cavs have been struggling with chemistry and. You know, I, I tend to agree with Dan in that the 76ers, just with their talent, and you can make the argument, you know, riding in on momentum mm-hmm. and stuff for the regular season, whether that matters or not. Honestly, in this in this case, I think it does. Uh, like you said, aren't the Pacers have shown they're not afraid of the Cavs. I don't believe the 76ers are afraid of the Cavs. So I think if they get the opportunity to face against the Cavs, I truly believe that they are the Cavs' biggest threat. They have absolutely, you know, literally nothing to lose. Yeah. Just going ball out against the Cavs, and if you happen to take down LeBron, take him whether you meet him in the you know conference finals or whatever it is, you get to take him out. That's huge. And if you watch some of the regular season Philly Cleveland games, I mean they play they go out at one hundred percent. The fans, okay, obviously fans are going to be excited, but like these fans are like really excited to play against the Cavs. You can tell uh, it's playoff atmosphere in the regular season games. And but, also um, me personally. I know that they say that the regular season doesn't matter, the regular season doesn't matter. In this case, I believe that the regular season for the Cavs did matter. Because you I didn't, think so. Because you didn't yeah. have the talent of uh, seasons past. You weren't able to develop the chemistry. You weren't able to get a good rotation going. And other teams like Philly, they took it seriously. Yeah. And I think that's... Celtics, about, too. I think the Celtics really... And Celtics, no. I, I believe uh, every, every other team in the East, they have to take the regular season seriously. Yeah. For the so Cavs, it's about seeding for them. For the Cavs, it's always been just a, we'll cruise through, we know we'll get there, we have LeBron, and we'll be fine. I think it's a completely different scenario this year. I agree. And I think the Cavs, if they're not careful, they're due for a very rude awakening in the postseason. Well, I think they already got it in game one. Yeah. Um, Hopefully. Yeah, I th- I, for me, it just still comes down to game three. Uh, I'm interested to see how, how they come out and play in game three. Because uh, if they come out and they win game three and they win it fairly easily, then... Um, I just, I just think it's going to go back to mm-hmm. what we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, real quick, let's go around the table. Uh, what do we see for the rest of the series in the first round um, with the with the Cavs and the Pacers? I think this one's going to go to six or seven. I really do. I would not be shocked if it goes to seven. I think the Cavs would edge him out just because of LeBron. Mm-hmm. I, I can't make that clear enough. I don't think the Cavs team is stronger than the Pacers team. I think LeBron is such an X factor that they would edge out the series. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think that if it were to go to a game seven, it would be in Cleveland. Yeah. And there's no way Indiana's winning a game seven on the road against LeBron. It's just not going to happen. So I think for them, this game three is also crucially important mm-hmm. because I think if they're going to win the series they're going to do it in six and they're going to do right. it at home right. so yeah. um, Hannah? I, 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 think, I think it goes seven I okay. think the Cavs win and I actually do think it goes all the way to seven and I'm going to be a nervous wreck okay that's going to be fun oh, we should do a watch party oh, game yeah, seven yeah. Um, I have wishful thinking I'm hoping it's Cavs in six okay <clears throat> I don't know that I fully believe that when I say it, but I I hope and I think that if the Cavs somehow get this clicking, I think they gotta pick a starting rotation and go with it. Yeah, Tyler's gotta stop messing with it. Yeah. Um, but I say Cavs in six. I think they'll drop one more. Okay, Paul. Man, that's tough. Part of me feels that whoever wins Game Three wins the series. 
Okay. Very well good. I, I, that's what Dan. No, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. Um, anxiety watching the game tomorrow. Then. I know. No, I'm <laughs> gonna say it. Actually, I had the same sentiment when the Cavs won the finals. I said, "Who wins Game Five? Wins the finals?" And I was right. Uh, so I'm gonna say, "Who wins Game Three? That's who wins the series." Okay. So who's gonna win Game Three then? Go with your gut, man. I know you have a thought in it's there. It's not looking good for the Cavs. Oh, so Pacers. It's not looking good for okay. the Cavs. I hate I hate to be a pessimist, but honestly, I feel like for too long, uh, Cleveland has taken it for granted. I get so sick and tired of every year, we're going to the finals, we're going to the finals, we're going yeah. to the finals. Yeah, that's great if you think you are, but there's always that chance you're not. And I think this really is the year that we... we it's be. arguably the weakest team they've had in the last yeah. three years. So... The way the way the Cavs are going, yeah. I think the Pacers take it. Okay. Since when did Paul start talking basketball? Bold. <laughs> All right. And then pick against the Cavs. Scrub. My man. Trade him for prospects. Gotta keep it interesting, okay? <laughs> uh. All right. Yeah. So uh, that uh, I think rounds up our uh, Deportes talk. <laughs> you again with the. Sorry, That's sports I keep, I keep in English. Yeah. In this series in Puerto the, Rico, it's totally uh, perfect. We accidentally hit the SAP button. Oh, <laughs> snap. All right, so let's get into some uh, some bar talk, some food talk. Some, some culture? Uh, yeah, some, some culture, culture talk. Yeah, I don't know what that hand gesture was. <laughs> the but, vibes of Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, vibes. Uh, okay. Paul, you were in Lakewood on Sunday. Oh, uh, I sure was. Where did you go, and uh, how was it? So, you know, it's rainy Sunday afternoon, uh, just kind of feeling like taking a day, just take it easy. Um, I was with Jen, and we hadn't had breakfast yet, and we're just trying to think of a place to go, some place to kind of get that, you know, late, you know, a place you can get like a late breakfast, not necessarily brunch. And um, So a traditional diner, not like a modern brunchy place. Something traditional, yeah. something simple. And I had this place in mind, um, there's this diner in Lakewood, if you've ever been, it's... Let's see, I'm trying to remember. It's off in the area of like 170th in Detroit. It's a little bit further down. It's close oh, okay. to around the corner, oh. Dewey's Pizza. Okay. Yeah, it's in that neck of the woods. So East Lakewood? Right? West. West. Ooh, sorry. No, it's fine. I, no, it's fine. I, I do the same thing. Um, West Lakewood. No, I do the same thing. But there's this place I'd been by many times, especially since I used to work in Lakewood. It's called John's Diner. Apparently, this place has been a staple for, I think, going on over 80 years now. The place Ooh, is... from really? What, if I remember correctly, that place... There's an article talking about th- that place originated in 1934. It's changed hands, but it's been there for a very long time. Um, it's, it's your very standard kind of 50s-esque... It's not, it's not a steel trolley diner. It's not necessarily a 50s diner. But it's got a little bit of that feel. It's got a little bit of that decor... It's a hole in the wall, mm-hmm. but it's cozy. It's comfortable. Cash only, by the way. Just giving you fair Ooh, warning. Okay. But honestly, for the twenty bucks that you need to pull out of the ATM, you're not going to walk very hungry. I mean, yeah. my gosh, the portions are, the portions are very generous. Uh, service was very friendly and extremely cheap. You you'd have a hard time spending more than twenty bucks between two people. Service was friendly. Yes. Prices were cheap. Yes. What about the quality of the food? So the quality of the food, um, I mean, for me, breakfast, it's honestly hard to screw up. There is better and lesser breakfast, but no, this this place does it right. Honestly, for sure. th- these are the kind of places that I feel safe getting breakfast because that's their bread and butter. Yeah. You know they're serving plates of eggs and potatoes all day. And I was really impressed with the dish that I got. I ended up getting a fried um, 
cut of chicken with gravy. Alright, I cannot emphasize enough how much people tend to not season chicken before True. frying it. Especially when it's white meat, when it's a chicken breast. That's extremely important, especially with a lean cut of meat like that. I tasted that chicken. The chicken itself was actually seasoned, not just the breading. The chicken itself. It was juicy. It was flavorful. The breading, it didn't fall off the chicken. It stuck to the chicken. The gravy is just literally like icing on the cake in a savory way. Mm. And paired with eggs, hash browns, I mean, you couldn't beat it. If I remember right, that dish cost six bucks. And it came on two plates. It was massive. Actually, uh, there's a picture posted of it um, on our social media outlets and also on my Instagram. It's just... It was a lot of food. It's a lot of food. So portion sizes were good. Portion sizes, you can't be disappointed. And the final metric, vibes and atmosphere. Yeah, how are the vibes? That's what we all want to know. So for me, I love places like this. I love places that are honest. Uh, they're not necessarily trying to you know, keep up some sort of facade or fake appearance. Uh, you know, They take comfort in what they're able to serve, what they're able to provide. My seat had tape on it, and I'm pretty sure the ceiling was leaking above me. I didn't that, care. That, you know why that makes it better? I didn't care. Honestly, for me, you know, some people, hey, if that's not your thing, that's fine. Me, I love dives. I love hole in the walls. I feel that those are some of the more sincere places mm-hmm. that you're going to get All a right. real legitimate experience that you're going to remember as opposed to a place that tries to put off some sort of, uh, you know, fake show or they try to go with the decor, but then the food lacks. No, mm-hmm. this place is, this is what it is. This is what we do. They've been doing it for Lord knows how long. So. All right. Yeah, that's, that's my take. Uh yeah, just uh, just real quick, uh, for the sake of time, uh, what's this uh, Breadsmith place? So just up the street, also in Detroit, if you're heading west, uh, back up Detroit, it's on the corner, uh, Breadsmith, it's it's right there on the corner, and it's, it's just a nice little bakery, fresh baked bread every day, anything they don't sell, they give away to charity, and it's just... Oh, that's cool. No, it's, it's fantastic. I got an herbed bread, I also got to sample an English muffin bread. They have seasoned oils for dipping, uh, some sauces and jams and stuff that they sell to kind of round things so out. So it's pretty much literally just a bread-based bakery. It is bread. Okay. Okay. You are going to get bread, and there's some sweet treats there in the morning, sure. but honestly, the Sunday crowd is bring them out. Um, I highly recommend it. Delicious. It uh, peanut-free for anyone who has any allergies. Oh, and um, But no, they, they keep it simple. They keep it real. And honestly, I if you can buy, buy bread from there... Yeah. Buy buy bread from places like at that. At least try it. Don't right? at least try it, and if you can buy bread from there, don't go to the store. It's it's worth it. It's worth Wonder it. Wonder so bread though. Wonder bread. Okay. <laughs> Forget that. Hannah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Buckeye Beer Engine, one of my favorite places. One of Hannah's favorite yes. places. Yes. Let's go. I'm gonna keep the Lakewood places rolling here. <laughs> it's a Lakewood night. It is. It actually so, is. It really is. Everything is Lakewood. <laughs> for the sake of time, I have the next two, which is Buckeye Beer Engine and Mars Bar, which we've all been to both of those yes. places, I believe. Yeah, we all went to Mars Bar uh, on the same night. We did. Right. Night a few months ago. It was a good experience. That was fun. It was. So I am very fortunate to literally live two blocks away from both of these places. I'm a block from Mars Bar and two from Buckeye Beer and Gin. Nice. So to have both of these places in walking distance is fantastic. But Buckeye Beer and Gin, one of my favorite places ever. I've been there twice in the last few days to watch both the Cavs playoff oh, games. Okay. Um, best thing on the menu is their mac and cheese bites. I just gotta say they are fantastic. They season them with this 
It's got to be cayenne pepper seasoning so, that's on them. So it's got a little bit of a kick to it? Oh, it does. And it's fantastic. They give you like a chipotle ranch with it. It's Ooh. the best thing on their menu. They have great wings. They, they do have good wings. Really good craft beer selection. They have their they have their own brewery, they right? They have their own brews. They do. And they have and they mead. Have... Wait, how do you pronounce mead, right? Mead? I've never mead. had it there, but I know they, they... I have not had... But they make it there. I know they that. They do. Yeah. Um, right now, their beer of the month is Great Lakes Holy Moses, which is a Very fantastic good. beer. Very good. So I'm loving that right now. Um, it's a great atmosphere. It's a perfect place to watch sports games. I mean, I was there yesterday for the first... Part of the Indians game and the first half of the Cavs game, you get to watch both. I lo- I love that place. They have really good, weirdly enough, chicken paprikash. Oh, I love that. It it's is. really oh, I good. Love that. Yes. You know what I like best there? Because uh, I've been there many Who wants times. Wants to go there well. tonight. Uh, we we could. Just kidding. <laughs> Let's not. I mean, I'm, I'm not just really heading home. I've I've been there many times. Uh, I love it. It's one of my favorite places in Lakewood. I love their uh, Cuban or whatever they have. Mm-hmm. That's like a Cuban sandwich. Very delicious. Cubano. The Cubano. Oh. All right, Hannah. Real quick. Metrics. Service. Friendly. Oh, not so great. friendly. Great. Super I, great. I would, and I, I like going agree. to place like that where you recognize. The same people are there all yep. the time. I, I love. Or I love I'm just them. there too much. They're and they super don't nice. Am, which uh, is fine. Prices good for the value. Oh yeah. Or good. I'm sorry. Good value for what you got. Wow. I was dyslexia for the value. <laughs> dyslexia. I knew what you meant. Giving dyslexia uh, a shout out. Yeah. I mean, some of their food can be a little bit more than like a Mars bar. Uh, yeah, but it, which it, is it's, not the same it's average thing. Price, so, but yeah, totally average prices. I mean, the beer of the month is three fifty, right. which is not fantastic. Bad. That's pretty so. good. Yeah. So quality of food and drinks. I mean, it's right up Pretty there good. the best, I All would right. say. Portion sizes. Usually more than you can handle, um, okay. especially their brunch. Their brunch is actually fantastic. I'm going to agree. I've actually, there was a time when me and my girlfriend, Teresa, went brunch there four weeks in a row, and we never could finish our meals. We wow. would always take them home. It's good thanks, uh, thanks for the invite. This is back <laughs> when me and Teresa were still getting to know Same each other, day. so... They have a good Bloody Mary bar. They do. Mm-hmm. I don't care. They do. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's disrespectful. Let's hash this out right now. Yeah. <laughs> and the final metric, vibes nice. and atmosphere. The only thing I'll say about Buckeye Beer Engine is it can get a little bit loud. It's not yeah. a super mm. big space. I, I no, it's a little small. Um, and last night when I was there with my mom, we were like sitting there for the first hour or so was fine. And then all of a sudden she looked around and she's like, it's really loud in here. So that's the only thing I would say. I mean, other than that, it's a great place to watch a sports game. They put the Cavs game through the speakers. Yeah, it's a good time. So yeah. what would you say is the best time to go? Oh, man. Um, do they have any good, like, happy hour stuff? They do have a good happy hour. I believe it runs from 3 to 7, Monday through Thursday. I believe they also do Geeks Who Drink. They do. Which they... is huge if you're into trivia. That's one of the better trivias out there. I think that's Tuesday nights there yeah. is the Geeks Who Drink trivia night. and then we got to any... start doing trivia again. Yeah, we yeah. should we should do our next one at, at this place. Geeks Who Drink is a great trivia. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, I'm a fan of the week the weekends. Uh, it's it's very crowded. I don't mm-hmm. have an issue with that. I just like I just like the vibes. It's a good time. It's, it's always a it's. I I remember last one of the times I was there. Super random, by the way. But I just want to put this out there. Um, I'm a Red Wings fan, and I was watching one of the Red Wings games there. This was like. I just so random why I'm bringing this up. But there's like some Penguins fans there. And it was just really fun because like, you know, if anyone who knows NHL, Red Wings and the Penguins have a huge rivalry. And it was just fun. Like they were Pittsburgh dudes visiting the city for business. And they were all like, this is so cool. I didn't know Cleveland had this kind of stuff. I was yeah. like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's just a good Check place to be for any sporting event. I agree. And the food is so good. I'm a big it's fan. good food. All right. 
Hannah, Mars Bar. <laughs> Back to me. I mean, this is all of us, right? Mars Bar. Yeah, we've all been there. It's a place near and dear to my heart. I mean, you can yeah. be there for hours and your tab's about to be 15 bucks. It's a great dive bar. They have PBR there, right, Jordan? They do have PBR. Yeah, PBR I've there. ordered PBR there before. Yeah. If you're looking to just go to a dive bar and get cheap drinks, it's a place to go. If you're looking to go to eat, I probably wouldn't recommend Mars Bar. <laughs> Although they do they have, have popcorn, a big though. gyro thing yeah, on the pole that rotates. Yeah, so you, you leave there yeah. smelling like gyro. That's the problem. I remember mm. when I left there, um, one time, like back when I used to live with my parents, my mom was like, what is wrong with your jacket? I was like, oh, <laughs> I went to this bar. I was like, I mean, it like has this weird, like greasy smell and you just can't get it off. You no. have to wash your clothes if you go there. But you are half Lebanese though. So it kind of, it kind of works. I mean, you know, Lebanese people eat a lot of healthier stuff than just gyros. But well, I'm, yes. Okay. Yes, I know. But I'm saying like it's relatable. <laughs> It's definitely a different vibe, if you want to use that word. Ooh, it's, than, like, it's got a divey vibe. It's yeah. a dive. I mean, it's, it's totally divey. a dive bar. They're super chill. I mean, they let me bring my dog in the bar, which is oh, yes. any place that lets you do that, I'm good with. But, I mean, if cat? you're looking, probably. But if you're looking for just a cheap dive bar, it's, it's my favorite place. It's never crowded. Service. I mean... It's, it's good. Dive bar service. It's dive bar service. You're just yeah. Prices. You're at a dive we already met. We mentioned prices. Yeah. Prices are good. You're at a dive bar. Quality of food and drinks. Dive bar. It's <laughs> 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 like its own category. We'll skip that one. Portion sizes. Okay, portion sizes. Of your drinks? Uh, yeah. I've never eaten there, so Are, are sure. they heavy pourers? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you're getting I, your I've money's worth. I've only ever had beer there. I've never had anything. Yeah, yeah, no, they PBRs give you, they really give you good size drinks. It's like hard to finish, right, Jordan? It is very difficult. I struggled. I struggled to finish it one time. Has what about there. the vibes? The vibes are dive bar. Dive bar. Dive bar I do vibes. like. Yeah, I do. I do like it. You there. can take I think the jukebox. You, you, you know what's deal. awesome was uh, yeah. Did, did we do the jukebox that night? Yeah, I, I did, did on did my phone. Bit. But even when we didn't, the music that they were playing was. I mean, I'm sure it changes yeah. night to night, but yeah, dive bar. It was it's actually perfect. pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's the perfect dive bar. It's, like it's it. got the perfect amount of divey. Yeah, it does. It really does. Just enough dive. Especially when it's one block from your apartment. Yeah. All right. What's the last one? Oh, this is Paul. Paul. Yeah, let's just let's have... just do this real okay. quick, kind of preview it because we haven't we haven't been there yet. So no. So just real quick, uh, another lead on, on a semi barbecue place. I guarantee you that this one is real. Okay. All I right. saw the sign myself. Whatever. This is also. Lakewood, I saw the right? venue itself. Yes. This is also in Lakewood mm -hmm. on I've Madison on Madison Avenue, uh, right next to the Flying Rib, and it's called the Gorilla. Apparently, it's a soft serve and hot dog joint, but they also specialize in some outdoor barbecue treats. Uh, they should be opening soon for the season. It's a warm weather fair, uh, you know, once the sun comes out and it warms up beyond 30 degrees. Uh, they open up. You can sit outside. Uh, you can enjoy, you know, a cool treat, some hot food. Uh, it looks like a really cool spot just to hang out and enjoy the outdoor weather. So, you know what? I'm, I'm super excited to check it out. Again, I guarantee you. This is a real venue. Yes, they do serve food. I checked the website. It's legit. Can't wait to try it out. It's a seasonal place though. Yeah, seasonal. Just like, you know, like if you have a, you know, your local dairy bar or something like that. But um, they, they're open now, right? Correct, Paul? They should be open soon. They planned on opening on the 17th, but obviously because of mother nature, I think they've had to delay that and I can't blame them. Not everyone wants to sit outside in 34 degree weather and eat an ice cream cone. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, we're definitely excited to hear more about that uh, once we go. Um, so, kind of the last thing that I wanted to do, uh, we had a death in the Cleveland family, I guess. Mm. Um, 
I'm sure most of you guys, if you've been to an Indians game, a Cavs game, uh, either walking to the stadium arena or leaving, um, you guys would hear sax saxophone music. Yep. Um, the uh, the guy, uh, very affectionately known as Saxman, uh, passed away this week uh, at age 65. Um, I mean, every pretty much every single time I've left a uh, Cleveland sporting event, not necessarily Browns. I, I don't remember him being like Browns games. But Indians and Cavs games, he was always out there. It didn't matter what the weather was like. He was always out there. It, it could have been a, after a Cavs game in January, and it was three degrees, he was out there. Um, so we just uh, wanted to say rest in peace to Saxman. Um, you know, God bless him and his family. And uh, There's a GoFundMe for his funeral. Oh, is there really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Because he oh. did not have any life insurance. Look at that. So. Oh. Female correspondent <laughs> checking in. There is. His family has a GoFundMe for his funeral, and his funeral is actually open to the public. Oh, really? Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. So, any of you well, interested there you go. Yeah. Anyone who has, you know, seen him for a long time, you know, you might want to go check that out and support him. Honestly, like you said, anytime you've been downtown, and it's, yeah. going, to be, it's going to be one of those things that... Even even if you're not, like, going to the game and you're downtown mm-hmm. while a game's going on, he's playing. He's playing. He's and red suit. It's yeah. going to be one of those he things... always wore red. Always. <laughs> no, you, you always... You always notice he was there, but um, you're like I'm mean, at the risk of sounding cheesy, but like you're definitely gonna notice that he's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of get used to it. It's just I don't it's think just... he was there after the Indians game on, when we were there on Friday. May have been sick or something. Probably. Yeah. I probably. Yeah, I, don't know, probably like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Sure I have no died. idea. Yeah. No, I have no idea either. But but, um, but no, it's definitely something you just you get accustomed to, and so that's definitely gonna be something I'll be missed uh, going downtown. He definitely added just to the the atmosphere, and um, it was always pleasant to listen to. There's actually a documentary, so I saw this today when I looked it up, that someone did, and I didn't know this happened, on him at like in 2014 for the film festival, and it wow. won an award. So there's oh, wow. like, it's called, I think it's just called Sax Man. So if you guys are interested, it it's out there. Yeah, there's a really cool documentary on him. He apparently used to play in a band that was semi-famous. Hmm. So. Oh. oh, I do remember his mm-hmm. dad is a, Gram- is a Grammy Award winner. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. really? Yeah, I heard that, I uh, can't remember if it was on the radio or if it was on one of the morning... Uh, local news stations yeah i don't know that wasn't any of us i don't know uh i I can't remember his actual name or who his dad was but yeah his dad won a grammy i don't know for what but um yeah so i just wanted to uh, mention that real quick but uh yeah i think that's uh pretty much gonna wrap us up tonight Uh, we went a little long tonight but that's okay yeah we had a lot of stuff. It's not your fault. <laughs> you added, trust me, you added a lot. So. Yes. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, of yeah, course. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks, We're uh, so thanks excited to, to finally have a guest. Yeah. <laughs> thanks to Hannah. Honor Once again, uh, if you're still listening to us the whole way through, uh, please check out www.thecitymission.org backslash AXA dash giving backslash. Uh, just think about giving. Check it out. Uh, check out what's going on with, with them. Um and uh, what they're doing to try and benefit a, uh, a struggling family who's trying to get back on their feet. Um, but, uh, yeah, next week, like we said, uh, we are going to record our episode live during the draft. Ooh. So we'll be looking out for that. Um, we will be tweeting, live tweeting during the draft uh, with uh, React. And uh, we'll probably also take some videos and post on our Twitter account and stuff with probably mostly me and Paul freaking out, either good <laughs> or bad. 
uh, for what's going on with the Browns. Uh, we'll probably have uh, Jordan take those videos because yeah. he doesn't really care. So, yeah. but anyway, go uh, Texans. Yeah, and uh, Watson. <laughs> Shut up. We're Browns out. could have picked Watson, but they didn't. Yeah, All right, it's okay. Whatever. Who cares? He uh, blew up his knee. Oh, last year. making oh low. Making fun of a man who got injured. Oh, okay. we can't talk about all the Browns' no, bad picks. We'll anyway. be here for another hour. Yeah, so yeah. anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully, we're going to have some more guests coming up. Yeah. Um, you know, to talk uh, Cavs playoffs. And we kind of want to get into the local music scene here in Cleveland a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, we'll be uh, we'll be doing that uh, here shortly. So stay tuned for that. But, um, but yeah. So uh, thanks again for everybody for listening. Thanks to Hannah for joining us. Um, for uh, Hannah, Paul, Jordan, and you guys didn't get to hear him very much today, but but uh, Jimmy, I'm not going to say it, but, <laughs> but anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll catch you guys later, and uh, just remember that we're not a couple guys. <laughs> we're just uh, a bunch of people tonight that are living off the land. Right. Don't be surprised when it's